It's episode 187 of The Platformers, a show about games and nerd culture, and I am your host, Brian Barnett. I'm Joshua Mobley. No one has said anything yet. Why are you laughing? I don't know. I don't know why he's giggling. I'm Chris I don't Carter. know. <laughs> I think I think it just happened because I mixed up the intro slightly, just ever so slightly. I did it differently, and that just made me laugh. It's oh. been a long day. Yeah. It's been a long day. Uh, but it, this, this day is gonna, I don't know why I thought about this, but I'm very excited that I get to go to the dentist finally, uh, now that I'm vaccinated on Thursday and I just, that just popped never, into my head. Never it's excited a, about the dentist. It's a very, uh, it's one of those things. Did you, do you guys ever have, <laughs> Chris should probably introduce oh himself God. first. He did. No, he I did. did. I did. I did no, it very quickly. Oh, I didn't. Hear I did. I, okay. Yeah, I did it very quickly. Okay. Do it again. Do it again. I'm Chris Shriver. <laughs> anyway, you guys ever have this thing where, like, even after you... I've become a big fan of the water pick, but I don't think that that's, like, sufficient. Like, I don't know about the water flosser? Well, yeah, it's the water flosser. They're supposed to do both. So, like, the water pick is gets, like... 95% of all the crap that's like between your teeth. I want to get one. And then like really at least what my dentist does is they'll do that and then they'll go like the surface of the tooth with the scraper and then yeah. if there's anything like residual that's left that the water pick didn't get then they'll like meep, meep, and like get on in there. So my teeth are actually like really tight together at the top. Okay. Uh, so floss like traditional floss is really obnoxious yeah. for me to use. Because I like basically what happens is I use the floss for like three teeth for like three teeth and then the floss gets cut in half by my yeah. teeth. Yeah. Like some of mine are like that too. Like these over here are like so close that when you get it in there, it's like by the time you pull it out, it's like that thing is done. It's destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is one of the reasons why I switched to the water pick in the first place was because I was like, oh, this is nice and it'll basically do the same thing. But so I didn't realize, I thought it was like, oh, it was just a trade off of like which one you did. I didn't realize, oh, like you probably still need to do the traditional flossing as well. So like I've got my, my, you know, no buzz marketing, but I've got my, uh, my very popular, especially among podcasters, electronic toothbrush, uh, that, uh, that, you know, signals me how long I need to be brushing my teeth. Mm -hmm. And which I, one is this? I have, the, I have a quip also. Does yeah. That. Yeah. Oh, is it a quip? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I have, it is. I, I was trying to, to I was trying to avoid using their name because they they pay a lot of podcasters to do that and they're not paying us. Quip pay us. Why should I well, do that? I have a Philips, two out of three uh, platformers Sonicare. hosts use quip. Yeah. 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 I have a Sonicare, so <laughs> fuck them. <laughs> yeah. I and I like it. And then I've got this, you know, and then I've got this water pick, but I, I was getting to the point where like it was getting far enough away from the and maybe this is just a me problem because I don't typically floss because it is such a laborious uh thing yeah but like i got to the point where like i would brush my teeth and it like wouldn't help my breath be any better mm -hmm. or like considerably better like it was still like it would still feel gross to me in my mouth so i was just like all right fuck it we're brushing the teeth we're doing the water pick we're doing the traditional floss and then we're doing you know a freaking uh mouth rinse afterwards do you do you brush the tongue do you scrape the tongue yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I do, I do that. I, I scrape like the roof the of the mouth. That's like the majority of bad breath. That yeah. and tonsil stones, if you have those. 
Are you aware oh. of what these are? I've never no, heard of that. No, what is this? So tonsil life. so tonsil stones can happen if your tonsils are too uh in, I mean there's a, big, literally an large. item called the tonsil stone in Bloodborne. Oh, but I don't gross. think that's what Ew. this is. So what happens is if you eat Fun fact, if you pick up the tonsil stone in Bloodborne, it lets you uh get picked up by one of the freaking abominations and transported to a secret village. I don't know why that's the case, but that's what it does. I can tell you that's not what happens in real life. It no so getting getting grabbed normally gets you killed, but this lets you survive. I don't know. I don't know why. Interesting. So what happens with tonsil stones is you could be eating a piece of food. Typically, it's like a potato chip or a piece of bread or like something that is like that kind of consistency. And when you swallow it, little pieces of that food can get stuck in your tonsils. And it can really? build up over time. Like, by, like behind like your throat and then where your tonsils are. So what ends up happening is that sits there and then the bacteria builds up and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And then it really start <clears throat> really starts to stink. So what you have to do is, like, flush it out. It eventually can reach the point where, like, if your tonsils are so enlarged and you have, like, trouble, you know, with snoring or, like, sleep apnea or whatever, you can end up getting them removed. Or if you have tonsillitis, obviously, you get them removed. But, like, it, that's what it... And, like, if you take it out of your mouth, like, and you smell it, like, it... It's not great. It's like... Why if, would you ever do that? That it, sounds that. like such because a it's monstrous like, thing to it's do. It's like you wouldn't... You it comes out of your mouth and it's like, what is that? And then you know you have that moment of like, what is that smell? And then you smell the thing and then it's like, oh, it's this it's this tiny speck that just came out of my mouth. So yeah, that's disgusting. That's, that's that can gross. happen. That's why you should I, gargle. I, I that's why but you yeah, need to gargle. So the um, basically my my uh, my dentist is. Uh, a very small one and it's in a very weird place in the city and they basically haven't taken any new clients in like over a decade because like their schedule is just full and that's just what it is yeah uh so it's like <laughs> it's very exclusive my dentist is very exclusive <laughs> does your does your dentist uh, welcome, welcome to the the podcast but, but, within a podcast uh but like basically talk. Since since like I didn't go when before I got my um, before I got my vaccination and once I got my vaccination it's been this long until my appointment was like we made the appointment as soon as I got my vaccination yeah. or as soon as I had my vaccination scheduled and it's been this long yeah like until you and everyone else able to, I mean being able to get yeah. in there yeah but yeah it's crazy does your dentist have TVs on the ceiling no no mine does that. My, my, that I started going to a couple years ago. They they usually have either The Office, Parks and Rec, or Planet Earth on. Like every wow. time I go in there, those yeah, are, it's those pretty are great. Three bangers. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not upset. Fact, when I'm at the dentist. Fun fact: I actually upset. had a um, an oral surgery that I had to have. Um, they had to. So what, I had braces growing up because one of my eye teeth didn't come in. It was like trapped up here because my other two teeth were too close together. Yeah. And so uh, they had braces to like split them apart. Otherwise, my teeth were really great. There was just not enough room for this one thing. It just didn't come in right. Yeah. Uh, and, but since I moved, fun fact, because I moved around so often, each time I would go to a new uh, orthodontist, they'd be like, 
I don't know what the fuck this last guy was smoking, but uh, this is totally wrong. So we're changing the entire way that this thing is going and adding like two to three more years onto the amount of time you have to have them. So I had braces for basically from secondary school all the way through high school, basically. Uh, whereas you normally have them much less time, especially for as minor a thing as I had. But they had to cut away my gums to attach the brace to the tooth that hadn't fallen down to like really get Pull it going. It yeah. And while they had, uh, well that place, which was, it was literally the only time I ever went to that place. It was in Singapore and they had a TV mounted into the ceiling with a glass panel in front of it. And they had, um, Oh my God. Uh, it was like, what, what was that movie about the, uh, the submarine that gets destroyed and they basically it gets attacked and they basically have to like lock away increasingly large portions of the ship and people die in it. Poseidon? It was like U five seventy one. The hunt for October. Like, no, no, it's it's like the um, name of the no. boat. It's like U something. It might be U five. Yeah, U five seventy one. Two thousand yeah. film. They uh, Matthew they showed John Bond. Yes. Movie. Yes, they showed that movie while I was having oral surgery. <laughs> and I'm like, this is horrific. Why are you doing Why this? Why was this the choice? Why? Why did you I mean, do this? It's pretty funny, though. Yeah. it's. I mean, it's a good movie. It's just I didn't want to see a bunch of people die while I'm being, like, cut into and, like, yeah. you know, you know, all that sort of stuff. But I did think that that was pretty funny. But yeah. There's there's the, the the intro to the, the first ten minutes of the show, just dentistry. I just remember getting my braces off and being like, My teeth are so slimy and I don't remember them feeling that way. Oh like yeah, they were like, so smooth. That first right? day you're just like Yep. <laughs> you're just like <laughs> walking around like that. <laughs> I told you now guys somebody... I had uh, teeth growing under my tongue, right? We've we've talked about that on the show. I think. What? No. What? Yeah, my dentist. Did was you just say to me, Chris? My dentist when That's I was so when I was horrifying. In, I was in seventh grade and I was getting uh, X-rays and you were I a had, fucking shark. I had got. It gets better. I I had gotten X-rays done because I had, was getting my uh, wisdom teeth out and they were like, oh. Uh, let's take a look at this. They took, we're they taking took the, your wisdom teeth out, and now we're also taking out your horror teeth. So they <laughs> they looked at the teeth, the wisdom teeth, and they're like, "You have five wisdom teeth." So what happens is like almost like a baby tooth would, but like it's when you have wisdom teeth that are stacked on top of one another. So I had a yeah. set that was coming in, and then I had a set that was dormant at the bottom, you know, underneath. I think on my right side. Um, but while they're looking at the X-ray, they're like, "What? What is that?" And they, like, took more x-rays, and here, under my tongue, there were two teeth that would have popped out under where my tongue is at. And it, I would have been, like, a lizard boy. That's so That weird. is and insane. They, they took them out. Yeah. I don't like that. Yep. I don't like that at all. I'm not a yep. fan. <laughs> the mutants are real. I'm one of them. Mankind is evolving. I mean, uh, <laughs> they no longer matter, Charles. We, we are the future. The <laughs> we are the future. <laughs> <laughs> what was, I was just it? talking what was about it? those movies. 
man, mankind is evolving, Eric. <laughs> yes, into us. <laughs> like, I'm just imagining Chris two, with can his we, two can we tiny talk about sub-tongued into teeth. Us. <laughs> into us. <laughs> yes, Eric. <laughs> Charles, they're evolving into us. The I have this accent because I can't put my tongue down or it'll be cut by my <laughs> Cut to shreds. The two of them, like, we didn't deserve the two of them in those movies. No, 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 they no. Are they are phenomenal in those movies. The two of them and, if if I'm being honest, Hugh Jackman is Wolverine. Like, Hugh Jackman is Wolverine well, yeah, was yeah, also yeah, yeah. amazing. And he, I know yeah, that he's, he like, was. the star of those, but, like, but oh, he, like, he also, it's crazy watching those movies and watching his career get, like, progressively better. Or, like, him, yeah. him become better as an actor. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. um, by the end of it, like, they're just, like, knocking it out of the park. Yeah. The three of them. I'm still so disappointed that, that uh, and I know there's, like, allusions to it or, like, there's this idea of, like, there are references or things like that. But, like, the fact that Hugh Jackman Wolverine isn't actually in the MCU like is just such a and like those and like specifically Magneto and and Charles Xavier I I'm not a huge fan of like a lot of the rest of the cast I think there are some winners like um I think Iceman is kind of is fine although he's not as like kind of playful and fun loving as he is in the in at least the most recent run of the comics that I'm familiar he's with he's like, pretty like early 2000s like like yeah. he's written early 2000s mm-hmm. and um, Rogue is like like the 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 you know, the actress Rogue is, is, is the actress is great, but the right the the writers did not do justice by Rogue no. at all, uh, no. which is a real shame. You know who I liked um, a lot? Uh, Beast was great in those movies. Dude, Beast was freaking amazing. Kelsey yeah. Grammer, yes. Yeah. I do think it's funny that like are the people that we've described as being the real standouts. I think they're all theater actors. Yeah. I know Ian McKellen, Hugh Jackman, and Patrick Stewart were all stage actors. I think Kelsey Grammer was too. I might Kel- be wrong. He though. still is. Um, my uncle actually met him after a show in New York a couple years ago. Said he was like the nicest guy he's ever met. Hmm. I've yeah. I've also heard that. Yeah. That he's like really really nice. Uh, but yeah, I think that's really funny that like in this comic book, which I mean, comic books are modern myths. Like I mean, Josh has spoken extensively ad, on this. No, ad nauseum let's be honest ad nauseum yeah. uh but like <laughs> comic books and comic book characters are modern myths so it does make sense that people who have played things like you know king lear or like arthur or like all these different things would like be able to grasp and like bring a lot of that same gravitas to those to those roles but like legit ian mckellen magneto is maybe up there with like um oh my god what's his name uh, Darth Vader. Uh, yeah. Why am I? Uh, the oh voice my actor God! For... Why am I blanking on him? Mu- uh, I almost uh, said Mustafa. Mufasa. Mufasa. Um, James Earl. James Jones. Earl Jones. James Earl yeah. Jones. There we go. That's the one. <laughs> we got it. We, we said that there. at exactly me, the same time. Took me way too long to get there. Yeah, yeah, but like up there with James Earl Jones, Darth Vader as like one of the greatest villains of all time. Yeah. Like just all time great. It's like kind of shocking uh how good that was but uh yep but yeah yeah it's it's i i've wanted the mutants to be and i mean now i don't know if, if either of you did either of you see black widow i just watched that i i did yeah. not yet 
but there is you can spoil it if you want. I don't. There is a mutant in it, and I think it's. I think they confirmed that it's the first mutant in the MCU. Yeah, bear guy, right? Yeah, Ursa Major. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he doesn't turn into a bear or anything like that. He's just a huge dude. Uh, yeah. But like they refer to him by name. But like that is apparently like a way that they have said, "Hey, mutants, they're out there. They're coming." But yeah, like yeah, that was. Uh, I had fun with it. It's uh, Audrey was definitely triggered by that movie because it is not. Uh, somebody was. I was talking to somebody and they were like, "Yeah, I'm thinking about watching it with my kids." And I'm like, "Do not under any circumstances let your I've children heard, see Black I've heard Widow. it's not very um, like, you know, kid friendly in in just because of the subject matter of like the origin of that character, um, and I, like her upbringing and things of that. Nature. I think this is easily the darkest Marvel movie. Wow. Think so? Yeah. You don't think so? Darker than the Endgame? Old... I mean, dar- Endgame's pretty, got some pretty but messed up Endgame, moments. Endgame is more abstractly dark. This is like specifically I mean, very dark. Loki gets choked out in the first five minutes. <laughs> but this is like a whole movie Yeah, but of this that. is like more relatable, right? Because it's like yeah. kids this and is family grounded. and stuff. Yeah. This is... This more is down to earth. Yeah. This is like a whole movie of that. Okay. Like imagine if that scene from Endgame, but like that vibe for the whole movie. Jesus not, Christ. Not for the whole movie, but like not the whole movie. For for yeah, a lot of like, the movie that, that, and let me hyperbole if I've ever heard it. <laughs> it it is hyperbole, but like there are a number of scenes that are just as severe as that. Yeah. Uh but yeah. And like, e- like even if you don't, even if we're not talking about the, like the the vibe of specific scenes, like the tone of it and the theme of it and the plot of it is incredibly dark. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's 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 pretty wild. I enjoyed it. it yeah, it has fun. it has like great action. It is. I, I feel like in uh, in everything that is not the super crazy darkness, uh, it is about as Marvel as you can get. Like with the over the top action, you know that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but I I had fun with it. Nice. Um, yeah, I think we're watching it later this week. Cool. Um, did we all watch Loki? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Did we like it? What do we think? Yeah. We're going. Yes. We're going full spoilers, people. I don't I really care. It's been almost a week. Okay, there we go. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I I was actually just talking to Audrey after we watched Black Widow. Um, uh, IGN Social. You may have done this, or you may have had a part in it. You may not have. Um. But like the the thing of like, hey, all of these new Marvel things in Phase Four have introduced like new characters and things like that. Who do you like the most? Mm. And at the time when I saw uh, that series of social posts go up, I hadn't seen Black Widow yet, and so I was like, oh, I like I don't know how I feel about Taskmaster or you know, uh, or you know Florence Pugh's character. I think that's her name. Is it yeah. that's her name? Yep. Yeah. Uh, but like I thought she was great. Like she was definitely the standout in that movie for me. Uh, in Black Widow. And like, yeah. I like I like her a lot, um, but like I feel like out of all of the new things, they each one of these has introduced new characters to the Marvel universe. But I feel like Loki is the only one that has a substantial impact on the Marvel universe as a whole, and it has a fucking staggering impact on the Marvel universe. Like, uh, like I I don't. There were like, you know, before going into like Infinity War and Endgame, there were like, hey, here are the like essential movies you basically have to watch for this to make sense. Right. Um, but it, it wasn't all of them. It was like some of them. 
you know, it wasn't the whole the whole run. I think that whatever is happening next, Loki has to be on that list uh, because this like there's no just looking at the names of the movies that are coming up. There's no way that this isn't the central thing that's going to be happening moving forward. Um, I mean, I think it's why we haven't seen the uh, the Spider Man trailer yet. Well, that like, probably Doctor Strange yeah. and all that too. Yeah. Yeah. And, which like that, Doctor uh, Doctor Strange and Spider Man and maybe to to a lesser degree Spider Man, but Scarlet Witch and Loki and Doctor Strange are definitely going to be central in what's going on. And I couldn't believe I was like, oh, this character that they introduced in the last episode is like pretty crazy, like like interesting, but like not interesting at the same time. I was very mixed. Who Kang? Uh, yeah, I didn't know that's who it was. I had I have no frame of reference for who Kang was. So when they were like, Oh, this is he who remains. I'm like, Oh, I want, like I watched some YouTube videos from this character, from this, uh, from this guy, this content creator. Um, uh, I forget his name. Uh, he's a black man and he did one video where he was just in his kitchen and he was like, all right, I'm going to be making a sandwich and telling you about he, uh, uh, the one below all. And I was just like, all right, let me. So I was just like, I gave me vibes of like when I've watched all of his, uh, videos about like, here's why you couldn't introduce this character into the MCU because they would just be beyond broken. I think it was like, they've got a series called like beyond Omega level and something like that. So like search for YouTube beyond Omega level and you'll, you'll find this person's channel. It's really, really great. This person knows a, t- are you looking up the name? I appreciate you, man. You're the best. I try. Um, Comics but- explained. Yes. This dude is amazing. And right after Loki came out, he had a big YouTube video explaining He Who Remains slash uh, Kang the Conqueror, which was great because I was like, I basically don't know anything about this character. And it looks like uh, He Who Remains slash Kang the Conqueror is going to be the next Thanos level threat, Uh, except more because the context we got through Loki is basically Thanos isn't shit. Because that guy had the Infinity Stones, and this guy can create places where the Infinity Stones have literally no power whatsoever. Yeah. Like, and also, yeah. there's a drawer of them. Yeah, and <laughs> and, and when they came, and yeah. when they came in in the last episode, and uh, Miss Minutes was like, "Do you want a new timeline? He'll give you. You want the Infinity Gauntlet? You can have it." Like, like these things that were that like completely changed the entirety of reality are nothing to Kang. Like he yeah. can just do that what whenever he wants. Like, and having this sort of like it, it really does highlight how much the stakes have been raised. I think uh, the the most exciting part of this character or these characters, I should say, going forward, is going to be seeing the acting chops on that actor. Um, he's and good. the way he's phenomenal, and like it, the way that he's going to be able to portray different versions of that same person based on whatever, you know, reality uh, he's from um, will be very, you know, cool to see. Um, I mean, even seeing, like, uh, Tom Hiddleston as Loki, um, you know, in a bunch of different capacities, like, was was really, really cool. But even that was, like, tiny snippets. Like, in theory, you... And I don't know that they would do this, but, like, you could have him be, like, the central villain of several movies moving forward if they Mm -hmm. wanted to do that. Yeah, yeah totally. and I've never been in that position. Yeah, it's uh, and I think 
Based on how things went with Thanos, I actually think that that's a really good move because Josh Brolin's Thanos is like, you know, we were talking about great villains earlier. Like he's up there. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, and, and I, th- I think that it's, it's, it's really interesting to, um, it's interesting to see how much the Marvel studios formula has relied upon having these throwaway villains in a way that didn't really lead to a lot of satisfaction for the universe as a whole, especially when they are like villains that are usually recurring or villains that are like way bigger in scope as far as the stuff that they can do than what they've been allowed to do in, um, you know, in the, in the Marvel movies and that, that sort of stuff. Um, like for example, like ghost is in like Ant-Man and the Wasp two or Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, and ghost is a, is like a Spider-Man villain, but like we can't use her in Spider-Man cause she's gone. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, uh, well she was or, gone or, or, or yeah. Yeah. That's, the, but, but that's just it. Like it kind of, it cracks that door open a little bit to say like, we could bring back some of these characters if we yeah, wanted we to. Do, and, and we can do whatever we have want. Different, yeah. Like they'll have different portrayals if they wanted to do it. Like, yeah, the, it's that free and, game at this point. That and a lot of the older that's actors good, can like retire from it. And yeah, it's still like, and you could bring in a different variant, right? Yeah. That is a really interesting point. I did not think about that. Yep. So you could theoretically have a multiverse event and have a new Steve Rogers, Captain America. That wasn't Chris Evans. Yeah. Hmm? I think that's interesting. My only concern. I don't know that I like that because there are some, there's a history of like, you have Tony Stark, Iron Man, but then you also have Rhodey's War Machine, and then you have Rhodey as Iron Man, and then you have like Iron Heart and these other characters. Uh, and I was actually reading about there was a, a one version of Kang the Conqueror came back in time, was approached by another version of himself from another multiverse who was trying to accelerate his growth into the Conqueror. Mm-hmm. and actually rejected it, went back in time and became Iron Lad who led the Young Avengers. So it's like, there's a version of Kang that's leading the Avengers as well. Like, so yeah. there, I don't know if I would like that more than like actually giving more different characters. So like, as opposed to just constantly having a different string of Peters, get Miles in there. You know what I mean? Like, because they're they're different. I don't know. Yeah. It, it, it's going to be interesting. They also like they have a very careful uh, game they have to play here because they can't make it too confusing. Like, yeah, as as interesting as Loki was, um, if all of the content that and it won't be, but if all of the content that comes after uh, were to be that way, I think it would turn a lot of people off because like I think that works for maybe one or two franchises like Loki and Doctor Strange, but. If you start putting that where every single movie, it's like, oh, well, remember when so-and-so time travel and then they did this and blah, 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 blah. Like, it, it's hard to track. It's really hard to follow. Um, yeah. Especially when there's so, like, there is going to be more Marvel content in the next, like, two years than in such a small amount of time than there ever has been between Disney Plus shows and movies. Yeah. And you're expected to watch all of it. 
Yeah, yeah, and it all ties into one another. Like it's it's a big ask for a lot of people. That is true. That is true. Where did but you guys see say... Black Widow? Out of curiosity, I watched it uh, at a friend's home. house. Oh wow! Okay, I didn't mm-hmm. know if either of you went to the movies. No. Sorry, what were you gonna say, Bry? I was I was gonna say um, I. I do think that, like, in some ways, the stuff that they've been doing lately is the best stuff they've done. Um, not always. Like, I think that Falcon and the Winter Soldier basically just shifted people's roles a little bit. I mean, they did introduce good characters. Like, like uh, Isaiah Bradley is really good. Uh, but, like, he's such a minor character, and it's mostly just expanding on the lore and stuff instead of, yeah. like, actually being a forward-looking change. It's, like, right. kind of a backwards-looking change. Which like is good. It's still it is they're still doing work to flesh out the universe, which is what you need to do in this circumstance. Well, um, part of it's that, but part of it is like the subject matter of that show. Um yeah. the, the the fact that like you you have a, a black man playing Captain America now, and unfortunately not everyone in this country is able to come to terms with that. Um or, or prob you know, probably has problems with that. Um so it's important it was important for Isaiah to exist for to try and make that transition like more understandable to a uh, more closed-minded audience. Sure. Yeah. It's also and I, like, and a, I, yeah, a lot of the subject matter in that show is like a little real. Yeah. And yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. It, recent, it hit very close you know? to home. So yeah. it was like, it was, it was yeah, a little and I strange, definitely, uh, but. I definitely do not uh, begrudge anybody their their opinions on anything regardless i will say falcon and the winter soldier is the only of the of the shows that like well maybe maybe this isn't true maybe wandavision did too but i i did legitimately well up at the at the finale of uh of falcon and winter soldier when he took um isaiah to the museum oh my god like i lost it i like it was actually like sobbing and shaking on the couch because i just i even I, as a as a white man who is just kind of tangentially aware of the ridiculous levels of injustice that black people have experienced in this country, uh, was powerfully moved by that. So I can't even imagine what it would have been like to be someone who's experienced that stuff firsthand to see that and how powerful yeah. that would be. Like that's whoever wrote that scene. Uh, like, well done. Yeah. Um, but uh, so like. Even though I feel like that, like things like that, I'm just like, yes, like, you know, that is awesome. Things like Black Widow, Black Widow covers something else, uh, like human trafficking and other stuff like that, like in yeah. those sorts of ways where it's like Marvel isn't just popcorn stuff anymore. Like, well, I think they know that, I think part of it is they know that they have, um, such a a wide net like they're like the it's like the biggest you know franchise you know maybe probably next to star wars maybe maybe bigger at this point i don't know josh you could tell me um you know at this point in, t- in terms of content that's coming out regularly um and it's like you want to help <laughs> try and make the world a better place like put these issues forward in a, a medium that and get, that, that people will consume yeah there are going to be this many eyes on it yeah yeah, that was like when I went to the theater and saw Black Panther, and it, and I saw a so many people. Like the theater, I, I live in Houston, and so it's it's a very I think it's like the second most diverse 
city in the United States after New York. Um, so like, and I saw a ton of people at my local theater who were dressed in traditional African garb and it yeah. was awesome. Yeah. And, um, and just to, to have these sorts of, of touchstones and where people can like come and make something their own, you know, uh, and, it's important. And, yeah, and have that sort of representation you know, is really, yeah, really good. It's that yeah. that conversation of representation, and it, it was and fun. Like, um, it was fun watching Black Panther over here in the theater because when Oakland, California showed up, like everybody yeah. in the audience was like, "Woo! That's like thirty minutes away." Yeah, <laughs> it was funny. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, all all that to say, like, I really liked Loki. I it felt like to me the culmination of a lot of what Marvel's been doing lately. It set the stage for basically so far as i know like all the movies that are coming out um you know in the next yeah, like, year i feel like it's the first thing that we've seen since endgame that like really felt like all right here's your reset button like here's the thing that like you know that nexus event that is really going to kick off um you know yeah. everything that's to come i mean up until now it could because really falcon and the winter soldier is and, and wandavision too like they're really shows that are meant to be for uh closure to the end game era like they're they're like the epilogue to that movie um you know and loki is the okay what's coming next um you know it opens with that wild card scene where that loki you know grabs the uh, the tesseract and it's like okay where the hell is this gonna go and really yeah. the whole time throughout it's like i i don't know i don't know what's gonna happen i have no idea yeah um which has been cool because you know we've I feel like towards the end of the last phase of Marvel content, we were all like, oh, well, Black Panther's going to come out and this is going to happen. And then this is going to lead to this. Like, we know what movies are coming out now. Sure. But like, I can tell you what, what I think is going to happen in any of the other movies. Yeah. I don't know. I I, I just kind of shut my brain off and let them, let them. That's kind of where I'm at right now. I mean, there is a theory that, um, the, uh, what are they? What is the the guy's name? They're not calling him Kang. They're calling him the He Who Remains. He Who Remains. Uh, that that is actually like the Marvel writers' room, and that eventually it's all going to lead back to like Kevin Feige <laughs> at the end of yeah, it. Like, no, yeah, when they go back to the singular time. Sounds like some Jar Jar is a Sith Lord. Shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, but I was yeah, like, that, I like, would, I like that would be pretty funny if they did do that. They'll never do it, but they won't. No, but yeah, like I. Funny. When I heard that character's name first, like one of the things that I was uh, that I was remarking on that I don't think I actually ever even made the point, but uh, Comics Explained, he was talking about the one above all and the one below all, where like these are like God characters that have like just an absurd amount of power, where like the one above all is basically the God of the Marvel multiverse. Yeah. Um, and like he is almost never seen. It looks like a raggedy old man or something like that. Uh, and then there's like the one below all that is basically like the God of the deepest bowels of hell, which fun fact, I did not know this. That's where Hulk draws his power uh, from. Like Hulk is kind of like a minor avatar of the one below all, which is why his upper, his strength has no upper limit uh, because he's fueled by this like evil God, uh, which I didn't know that. But I, I don't know, know that, that if that's I don't know sure. if that's how the MCU works, but that's how it is in the comics. That was one of the things that they that they revealed. Mephisto confirmed. 
Uh, I mean, yeah, but, uh, but like when I heard, when I heard he who remains, I was like, oh, this is one of those like existential names, uh, you know, that I thought was like so interesting. So when, when I found out that he was actually, oh, he's like an Avengers and Fantastic Four villain for like ages, you know, since the sixties or whatever, I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. And like the idea of like a time traveling villain, like we broke the seal on time travel with, uh, with, uh, Ant-Man and, uh, and Endgame. So yeah, it's, uh. It's going to be weird from now on because we got time travel and we got universe hopping. Yeah. So, yeah, I wonder how possible. much long, longer they can sustain it. I I do wonder that myself. Like I and I mean even Marvel stuff overall, like I feel like I feel like a lot of people and I don't know. I feel like a lot of people are watching it almost out of obligation. Um, it's like, well, I've invested so much time in it, you know, this, I, you know, it's like a sunk cost fallacy kind of like, a bit, yeah. I don't know that. Oh, hello. I, I would agree with that if it wasn't still good. They, yeah. But at what point does it become not that good? Yeah. Or does it not like, like all things must or does come it, to an or end, is it, right? or is it, or do people just get tired it just... of it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, right. I was going to say, at what point is it like me and Halo where like four was fairly good and five was not but like i'm still excited for infinite you know and then at what infinite point infinite am I comes gonna... out it's like all right i think i'm out like <laughs> yeah yeah you know but yeah like I, I, I get i get it i am interested to see how shang chi ties into all of this i really i forgot I about that one i don't yeah. th- i mean i don't think it will because like black widow doesn't no um no no all right it it uh I mean, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to spoil Black Widow, but one of the interesting ab- things about it is it looks like it's going to set up a new meta, like for kind of what's going on, but then it kind of doesn't. Like it, it just it feels in in a it's lot. It's another of ways, Young Avengers thing. I'm assuming. <clears throat> it feels to me it, like in 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 a lot of ways to just be like establishing the new status quo, introducing more characters, these sorts of things more, more than like, more than like actually like in, in the same way of like Falcon and the winter soldier. And like, if you look at it, uh, WandaVision, like those don't really change. Like they don't really move the needle that much. Like for individual characters. Yeah. But for the universe, not really. Yeah. Um, and like black widow kind of feels like that. They don't all need to do that. They don't. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think it would be sustainable for them to, uh, but I think one of the reasons why it, I even thought about that is because Loki did in such a huge way while also doing the other work of like introducing, you know, uh, Sylvie, Renslayer, uh, Mobius, you know, like all these other characters. Now, are they going to end up in anything else other than Loki season two? I don't know. Apparently but, Sylvie's you know. not even coming back, which I don't know that I believe. That that if that's true, that's a big bummer because she's literally my favorite character. She's in a great series. yeah. She's she's the best part of that show, I think, next to Owen Wilson. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, that's Marvel. that's uh that's Marvel and Loki yeah. and Black Widow all wrapped up <laughs> into one. We talked about that for a while. <laughs> we did. We did. We did. Shall we talk about a big news thing? Sure. Or shall or shall I talk about a very short? Uh, I can dis- talk about your game for you. 
you can play if you're gonna play Chris Tales, play it on uh, Xbox because it's on it or at least it was on Game Pass. It runs like shit on Switch. The load times are too long. The resolution's lower, and um, the game's fine. But it's you know if you miss it and you can only play it on Switch, like don't freak out about it. it it's not. <laughs> It's, it, you're not missing much. <laughs> Shall we talk? Well, let me, I guess, let me just specifically say, so I, I, uh, I, I was sent a, a code for Chris Tales on the switch and I immediately noticed that the load times were pretty egregious and I'm going to give you numbers on this. So, uh, so if you are listening to this, uh, as we stream it live, uh, the game comes out tomorrow. Uh, if you are listening to the podcast on your podcast feed, the game is out now. Um, you can go get it now. Uh, but I would strongly recommend that you not get it on Switch. Uh, I literally stopped playing the game because of the things that I'm about to tell you. Uh, so I And I actually went back and double-checked, as I was telling Chris earlier, I double-checked this on the demo on Steam on PC. Uh, and on PC, I only have an SSD. I don't have an NVMe SSD, which means if you play this on PS5 and Xbox Series X or S, it's going to be even faster. Uh, but on my desktop PC, the load times either, like the loading screens either don't pop up or if they do pop up, the load times are between half a second and roughly three seconds uh, on PC. Uh, there are load screens that pop up on switch more frequently um, because it can't load smaller things instantly. And those load times are between eight and 10 seconds roughly. And let me tell you, I was in the garden in the beginning area. I walked down uh, one, one section to the right a little bit, crossed to a one frame screen eight to 10 second load time. There was somebody there that I needed to talk to. I literally talked to the NPC, a short little thing happened. And then I walked back and had another eight to 10 second load screen to basically walk 20 feet and talk to one person. And I was like, all right, I'm done. That's enough (laughs) because it, because it happened, it happened. Like it would be, I would do something and then it would be a load screen as I transitioned to another area. And then it would be a loading screen to load a cutscene that would then have another loading screen after it. And Jesus. it's just like, what, what was it? What was it? Was it, uh, was it PS one where it was like the load times to get into Chrono Trigger's menu was like six or seven seconds. Oh, that or something. Port? Yeah. 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 It's like that. Oof. It's like that. So, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you don't like play the game if you want. Like I, there's, I, I forgot to grab the episode where I actually did it, but I talked about the Crystal's demo because I played the whole demo. Um, Harry when, actually just said, he was like, the demo is phenomenal. It's a shame yes, to hear that it doesn't run yes, on Switch. The mm. demo is great. Like I, I enjoyed it. It is, um, the, I, my remember specifically my issues with it were, um, for me personally, uh, it, took a little bit too long to get through boss battles. It was one of those situations where, um, like there are different phases to boss battles in games. Like they're meant to test your adaptability and test your learning. So you can be like, okay, I'm going to try this. Okay. That didn't work. Let me try something else. But once you find the thing that's working, 
a good developer and good pacing will mean that you only have to prove that you can do the thing you need to do, like the right, the quote unquote right thing or a right thing for a short amount of time. And then the boss fight is over because you've proved that you can conquer it and that's it. Uh, and the, the period uh, of time for which you have to repeatedly do the right thing to exploit the mechanics uh, for these bosses was a bit longer than I would have liked. Um, and other than that, I think the writing is kind of not tropey, but like kind of caricature-y. I was, I was going to say like middle school or high school level. Like it's, it's not a game for my it's YA. age. I Yeah. Yeah. It's YA. Um, uh, there's some good YA out there. There, there is. There is. I wouldn't but, diminish but it. You, Dark Crystal. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But and and I, and I'm trying to not be too um, like these are not objective faults with the game. Like if you played through it and that doesn't bother you, awesome. This game does some really interesting things that I do think you should check out. I will just say, don't get it on Switch. Like this might just be a situation if, like Bloodstained. Um, where it was just like, this is just not the experience that you want unless this is the only thing you have. But like, yeah. it, it got very annoying very fast um, with those with those load times. Um, it will be yeah. on Game Pass tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Then if you've got that, like, why? Like, why not? Like that will that will definitively be a better version uh, of the game, especially if I if I recall correctly, it's optimized for Series S and X, right? Yeah, so like, yeah. MPC. Yeah, so there's going to be like probably no load times at all, yeah. uh, which will be awesome. Uh, so that would definitely be the way to play that, which is really a shame because this type of game is a game that would benefit a lot from the form factor and portability of the Switch. Like this would definitely be a thing of like, I'm going to sit down for like five, 10 minutes. Uh, I'm, I'm out and about. Like this is a turn-based game. It's not Twitch-based. It's not reaction-based. It's not going to be, you know, it doesn't run poorly, like as far as like performance or how it looks, like it looks great, it runs well. The only thing is like those, those frequent load times and the, the, the length of those load times was just, it was just too much. So I was not gonna, I didn't even get to the end of the demo section of the game before oh, wow. I was just like, I, I can't, I'm, I'm not subjecting myself to 30 to 40 hours of this. Yeah. Um, Especially so. when a good chunk of those hours will be loading. Will be load times. Yeah. 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 It's not worth it. So yeah, so I'm I'm I am throwing in the towel almost immediately after the fight began because of that. Uh and I will probably end up just playing it on Game Pass then. Yeah. Um If if I play it, I I'm still focusing on like Hitman and some other stuff. But uh this really highlighted uh the shortcomings of the Switch. Uh, along with my previous experience with Disguise 6. And then a huge bombshell announcement was made that I was not expecting at all. Chris, so, would you like to lead this one off? So it's funny. I actually logged in, and I never log into um, like our uh, tr we, Trello board for IGN. Um, like I never log into it during the week. Um, but for some reason, I was like, ah, I'll see what's going on today. And I logged in. And there it was, like, you know, embargo, like, do not talk about this, like, 
you know, Steam Deck, um, yeah, you know, IGN first, all that. Um, and I saw it like that morning, and I was like, "Oh my god! Like this is amazing! Like I, I yeah. can't wait to see more about this." Um, so and, what? Uh, so, so what is the Steam Deck? The Steam Deck is Valve's uh, basically solution to the Switch, or or their solution. their version of the Switch. Yeah, not solution, but it's their you know We're gonna fix it's their this. portable console. Well, right now a lot of people have you know a hard time with the Switch being as underpowered as it is. Um, so what Steam Deck is is a portable PC, and they're very clear about that. It is it is a PC running Steam OS, um, which can which is Linux based. Um, it can run uh, most Windows uh, apps. Well, there's a whole compatibility list that you have to go through and things like that, depending on if games are you know uh, compatible over uh, Proton is what does that change you know to get it to run on Linux, but. Um, but it is this handheld system that is uh, a gaming PC. Um, with it comes its caveats. Um, it does uh, it plays games not at a full 1080p. Um, it's a lower resolution. Um, so the resolution on this is 1280 by 800p, which when you're on a screen that small um, is fine. Um, it's it's a higher res- fidelity than that of what we have on the Switch. Um, from what I understand, it is not OLED. Um, it's a regular IPS LCD. Um, and it runs at 60 hertz. So the idea is that you basically can play, uh, you know, your PC games at low to mid spec on a smaller screen and take them with you on the go. So if you have a giant steam library, like, you know, myself and Josh and Brian do, um, you're going to buy this thing day one and you're going to have, you know, however big your steam library is at your disposal. On top of that, what I'm very excited about, obviously, because of who I am, um, is that you can, it's a PC, you can do whatever you want with it. So, in yep. theory, you can put your emulation uh, software on there. You can put uh, the Epic Game Store, GOG, any other digital storefront that you have that is compatible with Steam OS on there. Um, if you want, you can put uh, Windows on there, though they say that it's like not really ideal. Um, but... It's totally open for you to do that if that's your jam. Um, it's going to use more resources probably and not be as well optimized. But like, hey, more power. You can do to it you. if you want. Yeah. Um, so we have three different SKUs. Um, those SKUs are uh, basically the main difference is the size of the speed and uh, or the size of the disc and the um, speed of the disc that's on there. You have a 64 gig model at 399. You have a 256 gig uh, NVMe SSD at 529, and then a 512 uh, NVMe SSD at 649. Um, all of which come with a carrying case, which is nice because this is going to be something that you know you want to protect. Yeah, you want to protect, and it's a little more proprietary. Like it, I think it's going to be harder to get um, accessories for this uh, right out the gate. Um, Valve, whenever they release any hardware. Um, they tend to gate it behind Steam because it's their storefront, um, and they want to make sure it's, you know, as close to the experience that they want to give as possible. Um, so they don't do a whole lot with third-party vendors, at least right off the bat. They'll, it'll come, but it just won't be there, you know, um, immediately. Um, the other cool thing that, like, is included with this that the Switch doesn't have and the Vita had, uh, Bluetooth for external devices so you can yep. you have a mouse keyboard uh headset headphones um if you want to put discord on here and chat with your friends you totally can or you can use the steam chat you know that's built in um 
Like, it's it's everything... Every headache that I have about the Switch is fixed in this device, allegedly. Um, it is a bit chunky. Um, you know, if you've seen it, the pictures of it at least, in people's hands, um, it is significantly bigger than a Switch. Um, it's approximately 669 grams. The... Let's look at the Nintendo Switch weight. Uh, that doesn't help me. 0.88 pounds. I don't know how to convert grams to pounds, guys. I'm well, sorry. While I you're looking this up, I, I wanted to say it's been a pretty crazy last month of like me playing Disgaea 6, there being rumors of the Switch Pro, that turning out to be, if not false, at least not something that's coming out soon. They announced the OLED instead. I'm like fuck why I just want to have a portable thing that can play this shit and can play it well. Uh, and then I play another game where that is like, that is not, you know, really working for me. And then out of nowhere, steam arrives with a lot of people really annoyed at Nintendo and a premium thing that, that is going to run very well. Like definitely like they've, they've talked about this being like basically like more powerful than like a PS4 or something like that. And so as like, powerful as a PS4 is how they uh, yeah. equated it. Which is like already that like the, even if even if this doesn't match up to oh I'm playing it, you know, 720p, 60 frames a second, you know, all this stuff like even if it's not like PC quality gaming, it's at least more powerful than the Switch. Yeah. Like yeah. which is what we wanted <laughs> like and you can play so many games. So weight-wise, if you were to take two Switches without a Joy-Con on them uh, and stack them on top of each other and just hold them in your hand, that's about the weight of yeah. the Steam Deck. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, the... Oh, shit, there was something that you said that I wanted to piggyback off of. What did you just say recently? Um, I was talking about the last month being like a crazy kind of perfect storm oh, oh. of like people being annoyed with... So... Uh, a couple of weeks ago, Valve actually had that thing where they came out. Uh, it was it was pre E three because at one point I was like, wouldn't it be crazy if they came out and said like, you know, Steam is coming to, um, to the Xbox because of Game Pass and all that happy shit. Um, and this is what they were talking about is like, no, we have a a product that's coming that we expect to compete with them, um, or rather that um, you'll be able to use with Game Pass because in theory you can. Um, and that's what this was. I didn't expect that we would hear about this this early, but I guess if they're going to be selling it this year, then it makes sense. Yeah. Um, so what do you, what do you guys think? Like, are you, uh, pre-ordering this? Is this going to be your new desktop replacement? Is this going to be like, what, definitely what are your... not a desktop replacement. No. This won't be my desktop replacement, but it probably will be a switch and laptop replacement. Um, where like, when I would not be using my laptop for something like normal, like when it would just be like my gaming thing. Like if I'm going to the practice space or the studio, I'm still taking my laptop because I need to be able to type up lyrics or, or things like that, or I need to be able to work on, on, on something else. But when it is explicitly just playing games, there are several games on my backlog that I was like, this shit is perfect for it. Yep. Like Danganronpa 3. I have not played that because that doesn't feel like a game that I want to sit down at my computer to play, but on steam deck. Perfect. Yeah. Like even, even like something where I was like, uh, 
I, f- I forget what else, but like there were other games like that where it was like, you know, I want to play more Wargroove or I want to play, you know, Divinity Original Sin 2. Like, and I can play that there, you know, uh, yeah. and take advantage of the touchscreen and all this other sort of stuff. Like there's a bunch of stuff that I have. Um, Dark Deity, you know, that we talked about. Like I could play that. That's basically just a new Fire Emblem game, but it's on PC. Like I was thinking about that and like other games that I have on itch. Uh, you know, like I could play like Spirit Swap, like just sitting somewhere instead yeah. of having to be at a computer. Like the reason why, and, and like you guys have, have said, and it's it's accurate, like I play Switch handheld a lot. Like, and it's because I like being able to just pick it up, set it down. I don't have to carry around a controller with me to hook into my laptop or sync to my laptop or whatever it takes up much less room i can just grab it and plop down on the couch and watch something like the flexibility is what i love about it yeah and the fact that unlike my laptop if i want to slop like plop down on the couch i don't have to get a stand for my laptop make sure that i'm close enough to plug it into the wall make sure that i have a cable to plug into my controller make sure that i have like uh headphones or whatever like all this sort of stuff it's like i have to create like a miniature station for Mm -hmm. me to be able to take advantage of this whereas with that i can literally just have it in my hands plop down on the couch do it like it's it's self-contained it's flexible it has my steam library which is like you know apparently i still own more games on playstation which is ridiculous but like steam is close like and and if we if we consider steam itch uh blizzard origin uplay gog uh, Game Pass. Yeah. Game Pass. The problem with Game Pass that I think you'll have, or that we'll, we'll all have, really, is I don't know that I don't think I don't expect it to work. Yeah, it's I, I'm expecting there to be a lot of issues, like day there one. Are, yeah, but didn't they say they wanted to work those out? The, I'm sure well, they obviously. Want to. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I think there's going to be a lot of shit that, like... And, and Brian, I'm going to say this, and I don't mean this by any if, like to offend you in any way. Um, there's going to be a lot of shit that, like, I'll find that I'll be like, okay, I get why this doesn't work. And then you'll find, and you'll be like, this is a fucking nightmare! And, like, you'll just, like, freak out over it because, like, it doesn't work the way it did in, in the beautiful mind. Like, I mean, it, I, we, I have fully... I have, just to be perfectly clear... So I, I reserved the top, like the highest model uh, okay. of this uh, for myself. Um, I've not paid for it yet, but I paid the $5 like yep. registration fee and all that sort of stuff. Yep. Uh, and I'm planning on getting one. If for no other reason, then I want this to become a thing. So I am well aware that like this is the first of hopefully many and that, and that because it is Valve and because Valve is talking about wanting other people to get in the space and making it very clear in these videos of like, yeah, anybody can, can license the Steam OS for nothing, like, and pay no money and just basically make the hardware and stuff. Like, I want this to be a thing. I love handhelds. And the fact that the only option we have now is this underpowered piece of crap, like, is obnoxious to me. And it's not a piece of crap. It's done a lot more than other handheld machines have done before it. But it paved the way. Like the Switch yeah, is, it, the is, Switch. 
the is the first. paved the way, and the Switch, the Switch walked right. so that these other it's machines all, could potentially It's also potentially like five run. years old, right? That's, That's what fine. I mean. Like, it's it, it's yeah. getting old, you know? Yeah. It's, it, it is what it is. But there's not much we can do about it. Um, yeah. Uh, clearly, because Nintendo won't make an upgraded model. Yeah. Um, which is fine. Um, no, I mean, I think there's going to be a lot of... Like, I can tell you right now, if the, I'll be shocked if this thing works with game pass on day one what it it will I don't work it well at all it it will work with cloud streaming guarantee you it works with cloud streaming yeah. because you can run that out of a browser um you know and edge is based on chromium which is available in linux like that that is all fine but how um, well but the, right like but the thing is i mean like, it's as well as every other device that has ever done it at this point so like if you yeah. tested it you know how well it runs right i just feel like because you're running it through like one app and then it's going through a thing and like or another thing and it's just like instead of having like a native app that would do it it's like you're doing it through like these layers so i figure it's just not going to be as good as that but i as cool as they are the the steam os thing worries me because like not every game is like super like works super great with steam os and has like issues like some games that say they support controllers like don't like i've had a lot of issues with steam os in the past so that yeah. stuff that stuff worries me right off the bat where it's like in theory yes you buy this thing and then you boot up and you're like oh i have my hundreds of steam games but in reality it's like maybe you got like 50 of them because the rest of these haven't actually been like programmed for steam os and then also it's like yeah if i load windows on this like who's to say that i can even control windows because like i assume that there'll be a way for me to just plug in a keyboard or something to this thing and like be able to manipulate it that way but like there's going to be all these little hoops and hurdles and i don't think what? people i don't think people are going to be able to be like day 1 i'm going to buy this thing put windows on it and then just put whatever i want on it and it's going to all work fine and be great you know like it's it's going to be a very gradual process and i think day 1 i think uh some people will probably be slightly disappointed because it won't quite do everything that they want it to do right out of the box yet if that makes sense yeah no i mean i think if it if windows isn't supported on it day and date it's not a nail in the coffin by any means it won't help them um i think they have to get that out in front of everyone uh before this thing launches and be very clear with people that like hey um if you if you can get windows to load not all the drivers are you know readily available because like this is all going to be specialty hardware and everything like that yeah. um i imagine the way that it's going to work is those touchpads will be your mouse and then it'll be the on-screen like windows 10 keyboard that they put in like every tablet and everything like that yeah. um which if all it is is for you to then get into the game but like you tell windows okay when you start up go to game pass and then go to whatever game i have installed in windows like that's fine but you're still dealing with like like linux is a lighter os it is it is yeah. designed to be that way and to be like just you can run it on on fucking anything like it it's literally meant to work that way yeah. um and it, it's it's it gets the most out of the hardware as humanly possible whereas linux or whereas windows it's like it's got a lot of headroom yeah, there's just a lot of bloat. Like it's just it's been getting stacked and stacked. Yeah, because it's meant to do like everything. Years. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and support all these different types of applications for across how many decades of you know software development. Um, will it work? Sure, but you're it's like your PC. Like your that drive's gonna get real full real quick. Um, I don't know that people 
have thought about it all the way through. Um, oh, definitely not. But really, it depends on what your library is and what you want to play. Um, the other piece of it, too, is like... Yeah, I was literally thinking, of- like, if, if Epic Game Store works, if Itch works, if Game Pass works, these are all amazing boons to it. If it only works with most Steam games, that's still... That's still good. Ridiculous. Yeah. Like, that is still a better deal than like because like if we're looking at like all of the stuff that i have like i have a ton of games on switch i have reviewed games on switch since basically since this thing came out and uh and like i so i have more games than probably a lot of people because i've gotten a lot of them for free from devs and pr firms and all this stuff i still have more games on steam yeah like than i have switch games i don't even know where some of my games came from same steam yeah and 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 like switch will always be a thing for exclusives but this will like man the ability to move from a high-powered pc to a pretty powerful gaming laptop to this handheld and have all of my stuff go everywhere with me like this is what i've wanted this yeah. is the this is the this was the promise of the PS4 and the Vita or the PS3 and you know all this sort of stuff like this is what we wanted to do take well, your cloud saves and all this except this is one to one. Yeah, I mean, it, and don't get me wrong, like the the reason we loved the Vita with all of those games and 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 cross buy and all that yep. whole experience was because it did work well. Like, yeah. It, you had to, sure, you had to manually go and like fetch those saves, but like that was pretty much it. Like, yep. If I wanted to play Shovel Knight on my PS3 for God knows what reason, because it was another bedroom or whatever, like I could yeah. do that like super easily. Yeah. Um, you know, the and the only issue was to... it didn't it didn't have two sets of triggers, uh, and it didn't have uh, like analog sticks you could click in. Yeah, but like the games so that far as, you were so doing far as we know, with... Steam Deck has that, and it's even got the freaking Elite uh, controller like. Uh, back bumpers, yeah, like the ones down there for your pinky and your and your ring fingers. Yeah. So like it's really set up to succeed. And uh, and I what I've heard from from you know the people who have been hands on with it is it looks uncomfortable. It's actually way more comfortable than you know than it looks. Like it's I, it's I, totally is workable. I don't doubt it. I mean I I hate the offsets with uh, the offset sticks on the switch so much um they're just very like you're reaching i hate not having a d-pad like (laughs) yeah yeah i mean mean, the switch Lite has one but and like the button quality like my my a button is really acting up on my switch but yeah you know we've also been you know playing it for five years five years yeah i still have my launch switch yeah same same i i god i was gonna say so oh i also think just thinking about the Steam Deck. That's what it's called, right? Um, mm-hmm. It is pretty expensive compared to a Switch. And I've obviously, that's because of its power and stuff. But I definitely think this is something that like people like us will get. I don't think mo- many general, just like random people are going to buy this thing. No. Um, because it's... It's gonna it's gonna be way too much for them, I feel like. I think it's gonna be way too much for them to like understand what it is. Yeah, um, it's like that it's and too, price wise. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think if you're already a gaming a PC gamer, like if you're already in that space, like 
I think this is a pretty easy sell. And it's not like Steam has low numbers by any means. Like no. there's millions of people on Steam. Yeah. But it's like how many of those people are running on a potato and you most know, of are, them are, yeah, are running on low powered hardware or like, you know, their their school computer that they, they got or whatever. Like there's probably a good portion of them. Um it, really the number would to look at would be like how many and I don't even know if they make this public. They probably do. How many uh like GPU users that are above like the 900 series are playing steam actively uh um, they did release a bunch of the hardware survey numbers like i couldn't remember if that was recently or, or if that was like actual numbers um i think it was percentages but they i, I think the uh the most common thing was that most people are not playing games on like really crazy hardware most yeah. people are playing games on like laptops and shit so yeah it is this weird thing of like like i i think this thing comes out and it does very well initially um if and and it's the same thing everyone's been saying so like this isn't um you know i'm not like nostradamus if they drop support on this thing within like a year um or it seems like they're not like they, they've come out and said like they think this is going to be a very successful product and one that they plan on supporting for you know a very long time yeah. um but we also know how Valve is. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, so if it doesn't do gangbusters, like it's totally possible that they'll just be like, well, it's failure. We only sold 2 million of them. Like, I don't know. That probably wouldn't be enough to recoup the uh, investment that this thing cost. The R&D that went into it, yeah. yeah. Um, Not I, that Valve I, doesn't I, have money to throw around. But. Yeah, they, they definitely do. I'm interested to see to see what happens with it but i am a little worried about just th certain things not working the way that we expect them to work and then also just yeah. um price and s future support and stuff like that but i think initially it is really cool like and i like the idea of having basically like a tv pc right out of the box yeah basically i yeah. do want to i want to make the public statement if you're you're planning on buying this thing you're planning on doing vr on it don't it's oh i was gonna say to can work. you do vr on no, it no definitely do not don't do that it's a dumb idea don't do it it won't work well like it'll you'll boot it up and you'll go wow and then you'll turn your head and you'll go oh god and it won't and then you'll be dead yeah it <laughs> won't render like it's the thing will blow up just don't do it i am interested to see like either Digital Foundry or, like, ETA Prime or whoever does it, I want to see somebody hook up, like, a 3080 to this thing and just see how it performs. Like, to, like, a, over an external, like, Thunderbolt connector. Mm -hmm. um, and just see, like, if it runs well. Um, I, I I'm know. sure so, Digital Foundry is going to do all kinds of crap with this thing. Yeah. But that's probably the most exciting. I'm more excited to just mess with it yeah. Then, then like, actually, actually play games, play on, games it. on it. Yeah. <laughs> Just be like, what does this yeah. do? What does this do? What does that do? Yeah. I have yeah. a reservation for it, but whether or not I keep it, like, we'll see. I'm kind of like. a lot of people are in that boat. I'm kind of yeah. like, do I really need this? Like, is it really. Am I. Because I think about, like, the Switch, and I'm like, man, I really wanted this thing, and, like, I 
thought about like all the things like all the games that I would play if I if I just had them on Switch and then I th- think about how often I use the Switch now and I haven't used it in like 6 months to play anything. So I'm well, like would I even actually use this thing? Out. You know what I mean? No, well, it's I not even that. It's just like there's stuff on there that I could play that I haven't played like Wargroove I have on there. I mean, you're also like playing video games significantly less than you used to be. I guess, yeah. But oh, so Harry in chat just said he was looking, and you it looks like you only have thirty days to cancel the reservation. I think the way that it works is if you don't, you have up until thirty days until that. I could be wrong. Thirty days up until uh, the release or shipment date, and then after that, if you cancel it within that window they take that $5 that you put it down for reserve and they put it back into your steam wallet. Hmm. But then once it ships, it ships like right. sell it on eBay. You'll, you'll make you know double the money. Probably. On yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's probably not far off. Yeah. Have you guys seen that? Like how, the, what they're going for right now? Like the reservations nope. and everything. It's actually ridiculous. Yeah. It's absurd. Hold on. Hmm. I'll look it up. Steam well then even if i don't get one i'm definitely not going to cancel because i'll just sell it but so who knows items i think people are expecting it to not uh they're not to be a lot because just sh- chip shortages are still going on and stuff so for a 512 gig somebody sold their uh confirmed order pre-sale for one thousand four hundred and ninety five dollars it is not worth it it's a lot go. You can cancel your reservation on this page. If you cancel within 30 days, you'll be refunded whatever payment method you used. If you cancel after 30 days, your reservation fee will be refunded to your Steam wallet. Okay, so we were both kind of right. It was a mixture of the two. Yeah, I'm excited for this thing. Um, Me too. I love it. I can't wait. It's just, it's it's in my bones. I'm excited to see. I just hope it's not too heavy for my old hands. Yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah. I, I I was with everyone with the initial hype, like, oh, this is going to be awesome. But then it was like, the more I thought about it, I'm like, there's probably going to be a lot of issues. Like, it, it's never be, it's never as good as it actually is, right? It's always, uh, we always think never this Never as next, good as it actually is. We always think it's going to be this be-all, end-all thing, and it never is, right? And then it's, and then we get the thing, and then we don't even use well, it. Well, I mean, it is for a little bit. Like, even Switch, God, like... We were amped as hell when the Switch came out. The Switch is a revelation, and I feel like, like with the Vita, we see the potential of it. We see a lot of the potential realized, but we see some very obvious room for improvement. And so we want somebody to come along and be like, all right, we're going to take what the people before us... It's it's standing on the shoulders of giants. Like, the Switch is a behemoth. The Switch is a better Vita. Which yes. was a better PSP. Yes. <laughs> like, Which was a better, you know, Game Boy or Game whatever. Boy. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, which was a better Nokia mobile phone playing Snake. An N-Gage. An N-Gage. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and so, like, this is, like, the, the, the Switch was the first time that console quality games on the go was just console games on the go. Like, because your console is now the handheld also yeah. and yeah. this the 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 deck is no this is the console you can just carry it with you like 
this is a gaming PC. You can just stick it in the back pocket of your Jinko jeans. <laughs> I was like, there's and no only... pockets on earth that are going to fit this thing. And then I found some that were. <laughs> my, my dude, the back the back pockets of my old jeans would definitely fit this thing for sure. I, I could have I could have put let me just tell you this. I could put four Steam decks in the back pockets of my old Jinko jean <laughs> pants. Wow. All right. Because because the the pocket there were there were two layers of pockets for each butt cheek and each one went below my knees. Oh my god. Wait, your butt cheeks did or the or the <laughs> <laughs> my butt I got butt cheeks down to my knees. <laughs> Do those butt cheeks go all the way up? They go and all they the go way, all the way down. They go all the way down. <laughs> to my knees <laughs> hey tall ass get over tall ass. <laughs> these aren't legs i have i was born without legs but my butt cheeks are extremely long <laughs> isn't that all that legs are just really long butt just cheeks. really long butt cheeks that terminate <laughs> they are where in a, the in a curvaceous connects. space you know? yeah yeah <laughs> what they're like the hilt weird. of the ass <laughs> the <laughs> <laughs> butt cheeks the hilts of the ass yeah oh, man. well yeah so i mean that's that's uh that's about the size of it did we have anything else we wanted to cover before we uh wrapped up uh i just have quick impressions of uh skyward sword sure yeah. um, sure 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 i have not so since i've been reviewing these switch games i haven't bought it yet my plan is to buy it but uh didn't even know it came out so <laughs> yeah <laughs> i, I, I how disconnected you are anymore it's great dude I got like so many. I'm just working on. <laughs> Dude, so many you things. don't even know. I don't even know. I'm just where, working. I don't on even so many, know where I am right now. I'm just working on so many things throughout the day. I just forget to even look at like what's happening in games. I just hear about it from you guys. <laughs> yeah. I woke up the other day and was like, a phone in my pocket. Wow, that's <laughs> crazy. Amazing. I could talk to people. <laughs> um. So, Skyward Sword. Skyward Sword is not that good of a Zelda game. But it's a different Zelda game. Like it, the my the first like two hours. You're really it, like, selling me on it. Yeah, it really no, sounds like, like something I, I want to play. It, I think it's worth playing for sure. But it, it took me a while to like get to how I wanted to play it, and it's not surprising. Um, so we were away all weekend. Um, I played it a little bit in the car, a little bit um, you know on the couch on the Switch Lite. Um, it's fine handheld, but like the controls like obviously this is a game that was on Wii it was it was very heavily uh centered around the idea of motion controls which I'll get to in a minute um but it you can tell all the little like areas in which they had to make like changes or improvements in order to get this thing to like work from a control standpoint like just the control scheme in general um i think like performance wise it it runs great um both in portable and uh docked um but in like the the hour or two that I I did portable, I was like, this is not like Breath of the Wild. You you would, um, you know, you you, it's a lot more open. You just have that like more, uh, more of an inclination to want to explore and see things and like just kind of wander. So like you're not really you're engaged, but you're not like I have to hyper focus on the thing that I'm doing, um. Handheld Skyward Sword, it almost, like, gets it in its own way. Um, or I found myself, like, fighting with the, the controls in handheld mode more than I would have liked. Um, 
the um playing it with motion controls like I, I put it in docked mode uh when i came home from work today and the combat is actually super fun um with the the, the sword you know in, in the right hand and um you know everything like that um and and taking on enemies and things like that but it's the other things that you have to do in the game with motion controls that kind of make it like it, it's really off-putting <clears throat> um like if you grab a rope and you like need to swing from like platform to platform you literally have to like take the joy con and like swing it forward and back to get link to swing and then hit a and then he like jumps and like it's just little shit like that um, i don't love that yeah or, like when that. you're when you're on a you'll be like walking on a tightrope and then you have to like do this with the um the joy con to get him to balance and I, like it started happening and it like brought me back to like 2009 and i was just like oh i don't I don't know that I want to do this again. Like that was that was a time, but like and you that can't time has just play it handheld. Like you still have to take the things off and do this. No, you can play it handheld. So so in handheld, the way that it works is your right joystick is um your is it like severed? your sword. I didn't play. Well, I played severed on Vita. Oh, so you don't you just touch, use the touchscreen. Yeah, you don't. You don't use the touchscreen. Uh, I think you put, I think they put it somewhere else where you didn't have to use the touchscreen. But anyway, um, anyway, you know. So, um, combat handheld and on the pro controller is uh, the right thumbstick. So, okay. like you're if you swing if you move the right thumbstick left, he goes left, right, right. You know all that. Um, what's weird though is if you're handheld or you're using a pro controller, if you want to move the camera, because in traditional Skyward Sword, you actually didn't have like a free roaming camera that you could move with the right stick because we obviously doesn't have a right stick. Yeah. Um, you actually have to hold L1 or whatever that is. Z ZL on. Uh, yeah. The ZL, switch. I think it's called. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can move the right stick and that will move the camera, which like takes for some reason in handheld, like my brain just couldn't compute it. But mm. pro controller, I was like totally fine. Like it, I, I did it like twice, and I was like, oh, okay, this makes sense. And then like I didn't think about it ever again. Weird. Um, if you do motion controls though, because you're doing the attack with the Joy-Con, it does free up that right stick, so it just works the way it is. Hmm. So it's like none of the control schemes are exactly what I want them to be, mm -hmm. and you can't customize them because of you, course you can't. Yeah, but I think like for me, the pro controller is the best one. Um, mm. I just, I like playing the pro controller in general. Um, yeah. it's a good one. Well, yeah, but even the, uh, like a lot of the items that are in that game, like they, uh, you know, obviously they incorporate motion control and things like that. Um, so like aiming with the, the bow and arrow or the, um, slingshot, um, there's like a beetle weapon that you get, um, to like solve puzzles and stuff. Oh, I think I um, saw that. I think that was like the big takeaway that I had at the time of like, Oh, there's a beetle in this game. Yeah, so, like, on Wii, you would let it go, and you'd kind of, like, move the Joy-Con, or the, the Wiimote. Is it, like, a drone? And like, float around and stuff. Kind of, yeah. Um, I think you'd, like, hit objects with it, or, like, cut ropes or whatever. Um, so, like, the puzzles themselves cut are... Cut the rope. Freaking great game. It is a great know? game. Like, the puzzles themselves are different, um, but they're not that challenging. Um, it's just, like, a different way to play Zelda. Is um, it, does it get kind of boring, or is it still like engaging? No, like I'm, different? I'm engaged for sure. Um, I, I'm more to just be like, married. Ah, ah. Oh. I'm more kicking myself that like I 
didn't just wait till I got home to play it docked with a pro controller because like those mm-hmm. opening the opening hours of that game like I th- I love the 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 relationship that Link and Zelda have like I think Bruce is a great character um I th- I love the world of just like Skyloft when like you're being introduced to all those people in that town and everything you sure are um, saying a lot of words I know I know um, a lot of places but like th- I mean this will make of... sense to me once I start playing the game but yeah. yeah. There's a lot of just, like, really sweet moments between the two of them um, that you don't get in other Zelda games. Hmm. Um, and Even Breath like, of the Wild? Yeah, it's just different. Like, there's just... Hmm. There aren't other... Uh, there isn't another Zelda game where, like, their relationship is the way it is in... Uh, like, they're, like, teenagers in this, which is kind of cool. Um, and they, like, know each other. Like, they grew up... So they're, like, all what? Like, they're all horned up or something? I don't they're know. They're just, like... They're, they're like, flirty with each other. All another. horned up. Oh, so... Kind of. It's kind of. Yeah, like, it's 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 really cute. Um, hmm. But it it's just a different tone for the two of them. And, like, the, the score is really good, you know, as all that... Which is interesting, because this is like the that. first one in the timeline, right? Like, this is... Yeah, yeah. Canonically, like, this is the first version of Link that ever was, and the first version of Zelda. Something like that, yeah. yeah. So, like, this is the... I still haven't gotten to a point in this game where, like, that I haven't seen yet. Because, like, I played some of this on Wii. I definitely didn't finish it. But I'm getting closer to the... I think I'm getting closer to the point where I stopped. Um, That's how I felt about Majora's Mask. And then I beat the game and I was like, oh, no, I did... I did literally all of it except the final boss battle. (laughs) (laughs) I just kept expecting it to, like... Yeah. Keep resetting forever. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. So, so you no, say I mean, it's, it's, it's good? I mean, it, if you're... It's good. I, it's not the best Zelda game. It's also be, weird. Be it's straight fair, with me. I've never played this game. Is Should, should I do it? Because, like, you told me not to do the new Mario Golf. Here's the thing. Like, it, it's weird playing this game in a post-Breath of the Wild world. Like, there's so much in, in it that you can look at and be like, oh, this is in Breath of the Wild, but they did it better. Or, like... You can play through this game, at least I have as of now, and be like, I understand why they took the approach in Breath of the Wild that they did and made it as open as they did. Because this game is so linear that, like, you almost don't think that much. Um, The only times that you do are when you're like, okay, I need to get from point A to point B, and I have literally no idea, and I have no other options. So I have to keep combing this dungeon until I find the thing that I have to do to get to, like, the next... That space. sounds really obnoxious to me. Yeah. I mean, I'm 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 enjoying it. Um I'm enjoying it now more than I was in handheld mode. Um but it's it's not like a spectacular Zelda game. Um hmm. It's just not. Like I I'm not going I'm not going to lie to you. Um but it but it is a Zelda game. It's like it's like eating like okay pizza. Still it's like pretty it's good still pizza. pizza. Yeah, it's still pretty good pizza, but like, you could have gotten this pizza. You oh, could have gotten man. Breath of the Wild. I've had pizza. some pretty bad pizza. <laughs> I also have had some pretty bad pizza, but most of the time, yeah, it's still pretty, pretty good. Still pretty good. It's not Spirit Tracks. <laughs> yeah, that game's pretty bad. That's a bad pizzeria. Yeah, Spirit Tracks. <laughs> cool. Are we done? Shall yeah. we wrap? I believe yeah. so. Alrighty. I believe I can fly. Speaking of uh, uh, Toon Squad. I still have to watch that. <laughs> Do you? I, haven't I, seen it. I haven't seen it. I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm skipping yeah. it. 
No, I'll watch it. My my niece last night was like, I stopped over. She was like, come watch it with us. Don't go. I was like, I have to watch it with Aunt Jess. You were like, it? <laughs> I've heard it's basically a giant ad, and I'm like, nah. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. I get advertised too much as is. Yeah. Anyways, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, uh, and people of all kinds, uh, for listening to episode 187. Of the platformers. If you've got thoughts or topics that you'd like us to cover for the show or uh, anything else, hit us up (laughs) on social media. Doing great. (laughs) John John just called you out, Brian. So I don't know why your video feed has been exceptionally glitchy. It's been really bad and I don't know. We, We don't know why it's been doing that, but like it's been getting really bad lately. But he goes, Brian seems like he's in a certain dating sim with all that video glitching. A certain dating sim. Hey, let me let me just tell you, it's not Brian anymore. It's just Monica. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I mean, that's that's I need to figure out if, if somebody knows uh, what causes this. Uh, hit me up because I really want to fix it. And Might be your cable. It's, yeah, just happened. Like I, I don't know what it would be though, like the the uh, the the cable it's that the I'm camera, using for my for my video. My camera the... is literally brand new, and it was doing it on my older one as well. But I don't know. The maybe the port. Yeah, the it's actual just USB, USB port. port. Okay. Yeah, I'll try. I'll I'll swap or, it. Or it could be another device that you have plugged in that could be interfering. What are you doing, kid? Maybe. I'll figure it out, but I appreciate, I appreciate the call out. It's pretty bad <laughs> and I've known it's pretty bad, but I don't know what to do about it. So, uh, yeah, if, if you've got, uh, if you've got anything that you want to say to us, you can hit us up on social media. Uh, you can find all of us corporately at platformers pod on Twitter and Twitch and Instagram and YouTube and all that other stuff. Uh, you can hit me up on Twitter uh, and Instagram at Ribnex, and I'm verified, baby. Hey, wow! Verified on Twitter. Whoa, 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 whoa. Come check out my sweet new profile pic and my blue check mark. It's now so you fancy. have to care about what he says. You do. You That's do. You definitely have to. not true. No, it's not true. But you'll see what I say more often now. <laughs> I'm a real boy. Uh, <laughs> oh man, have you gotten more followers since that happened, or no? Yes. Wow. Yes. Nice. Not a ton, but like in the two days after I got it, I got like, I got like, you know, just like eight followers instantly, like randomly. Oh, yeah. All right. Hello. Welcome. Uh, But yeah, uh, please review us on your podcast platform of choice. And uh, if you like the show, tell friends about it. You can always divert them over here to uh, the Twitch stream i know a lot of people do like to see that and i know that some people have specifically asked me if uh if we are on youtube so you can uh you can tell them to go to youtube.com slash platformers pod to find that for the archives that chris so graciously puts up thank you very much to him for being a a champion among champions um yeah uh i think we still have one key available for dark deity so uh I guess uh, I'll post another thing on Twitter. Follow me and retweet that, and uh, and you'll be entered for a chance to win. Um, 
And yeah, that's pretty much all I had. Uh, Josh, where can everybody find you? All right. Well, I'm on Twitter also, but I don't tweet that much. But if you want to find me, I'm at the Jawa Josh. And if you want to see all the cool video essay stuff that I'm working on, you can go to youtube.com slash brain tap. And uh, yeah. You can find me. Normally you get it. <laughs> oh, Chris, what we can find you? You can find me on Twitter at Shrives93. Um, again, I don't, I don't think I tweet that much. Maybe I do. I, it depends on the day. Depends. On I tweet I'm enough there. for the three of us. It depends if I'm feeling feisty I'll enough, like at or, all. Uh, or not. But no, yeah. I tweet no. occasionally, very occasionally. But he's he's like the silent Bob of Twitter. But when mm-hmm. he does tweet. It's meaningful and poignant. It's gold. It's usually not. Nope, it's not. <laughs> it's usually not. It's not. It's just something dumb. It's like, why wow, ever notice like how Rolos make you drool or something? Like it's never. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, and uh, I am uh, the drummer and uh, second vocalist and new writer for a band called Long Live the Lights. You can find us on Spotify. Our new single, Sirens, has crossed the 12,000 plays mark. Look which is pretty good. Uh, and we That's have, great. we've got like... That's 24,000 like, ears. Yeah, we've got almost, <laughs> I think we've got almost 10,000 like like monthly listeners and we've got a lot of followers. We're on a lot of, play, we're, we're getting on more and more playlists right now. So please... Uh, listen to the song. Sirens is freaking great. And uh, we've been in the studio recording uh, our next single, which will be called The Fight. I just wrote the bridge for that um, yesterday, actually. And it's coming together very, very nicely. It's going to be a really great follow-up. And it's a little bit of a different style. So go and check out uh, Sirens uh, on Spotify. And I hope you like it. But let me know regardless on uh, on Twitter. I want to hear. I want to hear what people think. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much all we got for this week. So thank you all for listening. From everybody here at The Platformers, uh, we hope that you have a wonderful week and stay safe out there because until next time, we are out. Boy. Boy. Boy.